0: Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. I'm Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, the impact it has on us, how we respond to it, how we can exceed the expectations and limitations of this world. In essence, how we can level up and live lives that serve a higher purpose. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Transcend Human podcast. It is October 19th already. How crazy is that? October 19th, 2020. Um, Let's jump right into our minute of transparency. Uh, And today we're going to discuss the fact that it has been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know where you're at, how things are going for you. Uh, but for me, it's been crazy. I just, I don't even know where to begin. Have you ever had one of those weeks or a couple weeks where the world just seemed to be chasing you, right? Like it was a game of tag or something. You were it and everybody else was trying to catch you. Well, that's kind of how it's been for me for the past two weeks. And I feel like I need to be transparent about it because it has impacted the transcend human podcast. So for the first time since I started my weekly episodes, I wasn't able to get it done last week. Now I know some of you are probably saying, it's okay, it's no big deal, life happens, dude, chill out. Uh, But I also know that there are some of those out there who are thinking, dude, I was literally waiting last Monday for this episode and it never came out. I listen every Monday on the way to work. And how do I know that people like this exist? Well, because I'm one of them. I have a library of podcasts that I choose from each week, and that's me. Every single Monday morning, I get in the car, uh, prepare to make my 40-minute drive to work, and I browse through my library to see which of the episodes I want to listen to first. And there are times when one of them hasn't been updated. Regular weekly podcast, and yet no episode. So I get it. I'm a routine guy, and it's hard for routine people to deal with change. So I just want to apologize to all of you routine people out there. I can't tell you it will never happen again, but I also don't want this to become a habit. It's something that I just shrug off and pretend that I have little to no control over. For me, the past uh, two weeks were simply something I didn't see coming. Uh, a coworker of mine got pulled off onto a much larger project and basically offloaded his entire week's worth of meetings and tasks over to me. So that week was a full week uh, that ended up spilling over into the next week. Um, then freelance clients who uh, you know, are typically quiet came out of the woodwork wanting full websites launched or additional functionality on their websites. And altogether, it was just a recipe for disaster. Uh, not not just in terms of the work involved, but the the toll that it took on me as a person. If you're familiar with the enneagram, uh, I am a one, also called the idealist. I think I touched on this briefly before, but um, I I found a website. It's really cool. Uh, it's called CrystalNose.com. Uh, and I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. But basically crystalnose.com is a, a website with a variety of personality inventories uh, that you can kind of walk through and um you can use those for obviously self-analysis but also as a company or organization uh, to kind of determine just how people function in your in your organization. Uh it's really cool you should check it out. Um But I found a a page on there just for me, so it's part of the Enneagram test section and it it explains everything that a one is all about. And it kind of breaks it down uh, first and foremost as ones operate out of a basic desire and in response to a basic fear. So basic desire, the one has a strong innate desire for fairness, accuracy, and order. Uh, They tend to be bold advocates for the rights of others and, when healthy, may challenge the status quo to make a push for reforms and equality. The idealist tends to respond to negativity by redirecting his or her emotions in order to gain a sense of control. Uh, This may lead to them to push themselves even deeper into their work. And the basic fear... uh, The type 1 has a basic fear of being incorrect or out of control, especially when they perceive injustice or unfairness. They work to avoid making choices that are impurely motivated and tend to have a strong sense of objective right and wrong. Ones dislike those they believe are corrupt or ill-intentioned. So just hearing that basic desire and basic fear, you can probably see elements of my personality that play into my frustration with not getting the episode launched on time. I'm very structured and very orderly. Um, Like I said, I'm a routine person and I have an internal fear of being wrong or out of control, which is why routine is very valuable to me. So I won't go any further into that. Um, but at some point, we're gonna talk about this again. Uh, I'm actually thinking about doing an entire episode on personality inventories and kind of their impact on us, how they're helpful, how they're harmful, things like that, but more on that soon. So let's switch gears, let's, let's get into the topic for today. It's loosely connected to the Minute of Transparency in that we're going to talk about customer service. Uh, which I'm trying to provide to you through this podcast in some way. So today's topic, transcending customer service. And in this episode, we're going to chat about uh, the two types of customer service. I'm going to ask you the question, who is your customer? And then we'll finish up with how will you treat them? Number one, the two types of customer service. If I were to ask you, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when I mention the words customer service, what would you say? My guess is I would get a variety of results, but the most common would probably be, the customer is always right. Was that yours? If so, I'm with you. Uh, At some point in my life, I was taught that the customer is always right. I can't remember if it was my parents who introduced me to this idea or if I heard it on TV. But at some point, this idea became part of my belief system. Uh, It was almost just an assumed thing. In my head, it was the way things worked. Until I ran up against scenarios where it didn't seem to work that way. And this happened on both sides of the aisle, at least to me. There were times when I was the customer, and I felt like I was being treated horribly. Like the person thought they were right, and were unwilling to hear me out. And then there were times where I was the one providing the customer service and I felt like it would be crazy to admit that the customer was right based on their obvious attempt to work the system. So after a few of these scenarios, I was forced to rethink my core belief that the customer is always right. And in this conversation I started having with myself, I realized that a very important element of customer service was this fact that not all customer service is the same. In fact, there are two very distinct types of customer service from my point of view. And depending on what type it is, the behavior exhibited could be completely different. So what are these two types of customer service? I'm just gonna call them required customer service and provided customer service. Now, I just made these up. These aren't some from some book or article that I can share with you, at, at least not that I'm aware of. I'm sure there are highly intelligent people who have written books on customer service that are way above my head. But I like to keep things simple. So to me, this concept made a lot of sense. So let's start with required customer service. A service the company or organization is required to provide the customer is also required to interface with this company or organization in some way. So examples of this include the post office, the DMV, the court system, right? People working in these positions are required to help the people that walk through the door. Similarly, people are required to walk through the door if they want to send mail, drive a car, or take someone to court or something to court. Opposed to that is the Provided customer service. So, in provided, you have a company or organization that provides customer service. The customers are typically not required to interface with these companies or organizations. Things like car dealerships, restaurants, stores, etc. The company or organization wants to provide customer service in order to help their customers have a good experience. They know that the customer has options and could choose a competitor. So they view customer service as an extension of the sales and retention arm of their business. Similarly, the customer doesn't have to choose this company or organization, right? So the experience they have with customer service could make or break future interactions with them. In this scenario, there is an element of wooing that takes place with customer service. So for example, sir, we're so sorry for the wait. This cup of coffee is on the house. Can you imagine that happening at the DMV? Sir, we're so sorry for your weight. This license plate is on the house. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it will never happen, or at least I don't think it will. So these are the two big buckets that I believe customer service falls into. And depending on which one you are interfacing with, your experience might be totally different. But it's also important to understand this about yourself. If you work in customer service, it's important for you to understand which bucket you fall into as it will most likely impact the way you provide the customer service as well. Stereotypically, provided customer service tends toward the concept that the customer is always right. And stereotypically, required customer service tends toward the concept that the customer is rarely right. Now I know those are harsh assessments and thank goodness they aren't 100% true all of the time, but we've all seen customer service at a store, right? Where they are apologetic, they smile, they go out of their way to help rectify a bad situation. And conversely, we've all been in a DMV at one point in time where nobody is smiling and you leave wondering why the universe went out of its way to provide that level of torture to the average person. Number two, who is your customer? As we discussed earlier, we are often on both sides of the customer service equation. Uh, There are times where we are the one providing the customer service, and then there are times when we get to experience customer service from others. But there is only one of the two that we have any control over, right? There's only one where we get to decide the outcome. And that's when we're the ones providing the customer service. So let's focus on that for the rest of the episode by asking the question, who is your customer or who is my customer? If we work in the customer service industry, uh, it should be pretty easy to figure that out, right? If we wait tables at a restaurant, our customers are the patrons of the restaurant. If we work at the DMV, our customers are the people who come in to get their licenses or take care of their automobile related things uh, if we work at a clothing store our customer is someone purchasing or returning clothes uh, if i'm a clinician my customers are the people coming to see me for therapy and the list goes on and on again not hard to determine right you just have to look at the job you do the service you provide and the people who access your work your job, your product, your store, your service, whatever it is. And these are most likely your customers. But what if we thought bigger than that? What if we thought outside the box? What if we started looking at everyone as our customer? Now I know this is a big shift in, in what we just talked about, but what if every single person that we ran into throughout our day was a customer? Or not necessarily a customer but what if we looked at them as if they were a customer what could that look like now again you're probably saying no i don't get it because it doesn't work that way the average joe on the street isn't coming up to you for something and they're not asking for help with a problem that they have in relation to something you did for them so because of this obviously they aren't a customer and there's no point in looking at them this way I get it. I totally agree. But the more I thought about it this week as I was preparing for this episode, the more I was reminded of a story in the Bible where Jesus talked about this whole concept of someone being your customer in a slightly different way. We actually walked through this story uh, just a little while ago in an episode, episode 29, if you're interested in a more detailed explanation. But it's called The Good Samaritan, And we won't go through it again totally, but before Jesus tells the parable, he has an interaction with a lawyer that should help us understand this concept. Uh, The story is found in Luke 10, 25 to 37. And the lawyer asks Jesus what he needs to do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus explains, well, there are two things, love God and love your neighbor. So the lawyer pushed back with Jesus on that, and he said, well, on that second part, who exactly is my neighbor? And that's when Jesus went on to tell the parable about the Good Samaritan. And the summary, or the moral of the story he told, was this. The real neighbor in the story was the man who stopped to help the victim. Even though the two men didn't know each other, even though the two men were from different ethnic backgrounds, and even though the two should have hated each other based on the society they lived in. Interesting, right? Jesus was asking the lawyer to do something that didn't make sense to him. He asked him to be a neighbor to someone that didn't live in his neighborhood. Sound familiar? Providing customer service to people that aren't really our customers? And there you have it, that's what I'm talking about. What if we started viewing everyone out there as a customer? What could that look like? Number three, how will you treat them? So I guess that's the big question, right? When the lawyer was done with Jesus and he turned to walk home, I can just imagine the thoughts that were going through his mind. Maybe he looked around with new eyes and saw people he had never seen before. Maybe his mind went back to times when he ignored people because they were different and he realized how unneighborly that had been. Maybe he had a few people pop into his mind, people he knew he needed to be a better neighbor to moving forward. Or maybe his mind was just blown and he just went home and tried to make sense of this new concept for a while. Regardless, we find ourselves in the same situation when we first hear this concept this idea right that everyone is our customer that we should provide excellent customer service to everyone regardless if we know them or not so what does this look like well let's start with our two types of customer service first we had required customer service and then we had provided customer service like we described required customer service is typically not the most friendly right people are usually there because they have to be They're the ones who hold the power and you'll get what they decide to give you as long as you jump through the right hoops. The other is a bit more friendly, more wooing. Uh, Provided customer service leans more toward the concept that the customer is always right. Uh, They go out of their way to fix your problem, to understand your questions, and to make things right. But typically there's a hidden agenda, right? There's a motive behind it all. they want to keep you brand loyal they don't want you to leave and find another brand to take their place because they know that you have options and it's in their best interest not to rock the boat to help you feel like you win but what if there was a third option what if there was something like i don't know let's call it genuine customer service what would that look like maybe providing care for no reason providing the service for no reason, maybe providing attention and help when there's nothing to gain from it. Maybe it looks like being a neighbor to someone not in your neighborhood. Maybe it looks a little like a smiling face and a helping hand, Uh, listening and meeting needs, not judging, just choosing to be there for someone. What if this was possible? What if we could provide genuine customer service to every person we ran into every day? Too big? Too much? I know, it sounds huge. So, because it's so big, what if we just started a bit smaller? What if we started by providing genuine customer service to our spouse? Then, uh, once we started to get the hang of it, what if we moved to our families? Then what if we extended it to our friends and acquaintances? And then finally, the person on the street that looks down and out. If we really need to ramp things up, how quickly could we go through that process? How quickly could we go from spouse to the homeless person in your neighborhood and become the customer service provider Jesus described in the parable of the good Samaritan? Let's land the plane. So this week, I want you to ask yourself the following questions. What do you believe about customer service? Number two, who are your customers? Does anyone come to mind right away? And finally, how have you been treating them with required customer service, provided customer service, or genuine customer service? My prayer for each of us this week is that we will take one step in the direction of genuine customer service with our spouse, family, friends, acquaintances, or even someone we might consider an enemy. Think what the world would be like if each of us viewed each other as customers, worthy of our best customer service. As always, thanks for choosing to be with us here this morning. And until next time, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the transcend human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find ways to contact us and how to access social media channels. If you like the show, you can help us by doing the following first, tell a few friends about the show. Uh, There's nothing better than word of mouth marketing. Second, you can leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts. Uh, This will make it easier to find the show and encourage others to check us out. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing and we'll see you next time.